Hello, this is Deborah Rodriguez, and I am here with another podcast. This podcast is titled Recognizing Jezebel and Ahab. All right. So in this podcast, you guys, I'm going to be talking about recognizing Jezebel and Ahab, how to really recognize this in the church, witchcraft in the church, not even just witchcraft in the church, recognizing a Jezebel and Ahab in your life, recognizing if you are in an Ahab position or if you are in a Jezebelic um, position your own life recognize it in, in your workplace it's it's basically how I'm going to describe recognizing Jezebel and Ahab is I know I've talked about it in dismantling divination I probably talked about it before and I'm pretty sure people talk about it all the time in church and I don't want to come on here and say oh everybody's wrong this is wrong no that's not what I'm trying to say it is spoken about uh Jezebel is spoken about but how I'm going to explain it is Jezebel and Ahab that's very important too when you see Jezebel you're gonna Ahab is around period okay he's around when Ahab is is being tolerated Jezebel is around so it's something that is worked with it's it's something that is is worked closely together and so this and I want to talk about this because this is really found you see this and some of the a lot of the apostolic churches, not even the apostolic churches, the, the apostolic, you know, anointings, mantles, but you also see this in churches, period. You know, it doesn't have to be, this person doesn't have to call themselves a prophet or an apostle uh, for you to for you to see this system working in their church, okay? That's what I want you to realize. So if you are a leader, if you are a, a prophet, whatever you call yourself, a pastor, you need to know about this. This is a teaching that I'm going to be doing, whoever you are. I don't care what mantle you have. I don't care what anointing, a philosophy, theology, whatever you got. I don't care if you're a bishop, whoever you are, this system can be working. This can be working. It doesn't matter what name you give yourself. The name or the title we give ourselves does not hide from what's actually going on in the spiritual realm. Okay. That's very important when we get into this specific podcast. Okay. Okay. So I want to do a teaching. I decided to do a teaching on this. I do apologize if I'm a little bit late. This week has been a really busy week, but I wanted to touch base on this. And, uh, first off, I want to say, you know, Jezebel isn't some woman (laughs) It's in the, in the, yes, in the Bible, we see that she's a woman, but now in modern day, this is a spiritual thing that takes place in the church. So just because you see a woman with makeup on, uh, just because you see her, um, showing herself that does not mean she's Jezebel okay we have to not mix up the specific thing that she's that she's struggling she could be uh it could be a spirit of lust okay it could be vanity you know I've also seen that I've also struggled with that so I can recognize this different thing a lot of people we we mistake we mistake certain witchcraft for you know we mistake the marine spirit we mistake it for all these different things so there's so many different demonic uh realms and kingdoms that uh, we have to really know what we're looking at because everybody, just because you see them with a tight dress on or something, you really don't know what they are battling with. But there, that there is, there is certain things. Okay, um, I'm going to be really getting into more teachings as well. I told you guys I'm going to be doing live trainings. I'm going to be getting into a lot of things that I um, I was was delivered from. Okay, I'm going to talk to you guys about that as well uh, because for me just um being in this position to really teach that's what i see it as for me and i give all glory to god 
and I, I just thank him for his grace and just be, giving me the um, the grace to be able to teach certain things. But I do want to um, tell you guys and I do want to speak to you guys about different things that the Lord has took me out of because I feel like that's also very important for you guys to see. It's not important to bring up your background. It really, I, when I say it's not important, I mean, it's not something to just bring up and feel, I feel like everyone needs to do. But for me, I'm, I am going to be releasing. Like if you have gotten the covenant book, have you read it? You'll you're hear some of the things that I've um, kind of come out come out of, and the covenant is of is a mixture of fiction and nonfiction stories. A lot of the fiction stories are stories of myself. You know, you'll hear the intro. These are these are actual my story, and then you'll hear other stories, other backstories, not of um, other people that I've met, but well, of the people that I've met in my life. Those are actually uh, nonfiction, but then you'll hear a story of based on a true story of different things that are my family that were actually fiction that the Lord gave me the story. So you'll hear a lot of things and a lot of books that I put out, you will get little nuggets throughout the book and say, Oh, okay. So this is where she, what she, she was in, or this is what, so, and that's okay. I completely want to be authentic with that. That's, that's okay. I don't have a problem with saying, Hey, I might've came from this atmosphere or I might've struggled with this because I want to really approach an audience who is is able to be authentic with themselves to say hey I came from this or I went through this and this is not and that's important it's also important and it also taught me and I'm actually able to recognize what someone else is going through or what someone else might not be saying that they might not that that they might be reaching out and saying hey I need help in this area or you know I don't know what it is and it's something so this is what God used for, uh, uses me being able to be to recognize what I had experienced you know seek him for freedom in that area and be able to move forward that actually helped me to be able to be used in other people's lives and to be able to see those things you know the spirit of discernment to be able to see different things from a lot of things that the Lord took out of my life and it's not to to say oh you know you're you're perfect or anything like that no understand we all have a struggle every day every day we're working on renewing our mind renewing our thoughts trying to make uh decisions where every day it's a constant battle it's a constant battle uh flesh spirit it's every day every single day you have choices to make so that's what i want to talk about but this i'm bringing this out and no i know most of my podcast usually if i'm coming out with a podcast oh she's coming to scold us again no, I'm actually coming to uh, to give bring awareness to this because a lot of people are trying to to understand. They might be experiencing this in the church. God might be showing you dreams of different things. You don't understand what's going on. Um, and yeah, this this is something that is that's happening. And it has nothing to do with usually when when you people hear the word prophet, it's easy to say, oh, I'm not a prophet. I'm not a prophet. God didn't call me to be a prophet. No, 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 no. You or see people who don't ever use the word prophet, but they try to move in and in, in prophetic. They try to say, oh, I saw this today or I laid hands or this is this. And so it's very important not to because you don't want to be affiliated with something try to move the name or you know oh i'm not i'm not this or i'm not that you know so that that's very important to to really um 
understand because this 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 what I'm talking about it's not just in the church okay this can be any any area of your life can be in your marriage and I'm going to talk about that because I that's very important uh, for you guys to know. Okay, so let me go ahead and pray. I'm going to go ahead and pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today, God. God, we are coming to you in humility. We're coming to you today with this um, just just in reverence, um, coming to listen and hear whatever you are trying to reveal to us in this time. And God, I just come to you with, hum- uh, with a humble heart, um, asking you to Release whatever it is you want me to release on this podcast teaching today. Release whatever it is. And I just pray that nothing holds me back from the message that you want to give out to your people today. God, I pray whoever is listening to this podcast, I pray that they can recognize and hear this message with a spiritual with a spiritual ear. Not a natural ear, but a spiritual ear to, re- to be able to receive whatever it is that you're trying to get them to receive. And to be able to take this teaching and put it in their own life in their own you know day-to-day life in their own situation and be able to relate to it and let it be relatable relatable to them god i pray that you continue to decrease all of us so that we can we may increase in your spirit your holy spirit and that we can continue on to do what you have called us to do not saying that we won't come against trials and snares but that we are prepared and we can continue to be obedient. That's something that's going to be very important in this podcast, obedience. So Lord, I pray that we can be obedient in everything that you're calling us to do. And if we are not being obedient right now, that I pray that this podcast really helps us to kind of look at obedience in a different way. Being obedient, meaning obedient to your word and what you are calling us to do now. Not saying, okay, God is just calling me to do this in the next few years. No, let us just take have integrity and be able to learn obedience and how important it is uh, to, to elevate us, to put us into where we're supposed to be at the right time and so and all of that. So God, I give you all honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, so I'm going to get into it. Um, first, I want to start off with saying, I kind of covered kind of the intro when I came in about what I was going to, what I want to, I'm sorry when I first started about what I was going to talk about. And so um, basically what I'm going to talk about is Jezebel and Ahab. All right. You'll hear most of the time if you're here my podcast, you will hear Jezebel and Ahab. Because I, I when I started this, I actually the Lord gave me this teaching probably about maybe a few years ago. And um, I was just, you know, I was praying reading my words, seeking, and I did not see this specific, um, teaching, you know, and I saw a lot of other things, but the Lord showed me in a way to really show me how myself could have been tolerating Jezebel in my own life. That's important. And, um, how I could have been tolerating this spirit in my life in my personal life and where was it and how, you know, I said, Lord, well, how does somebody fall into this, um, specific, Situation. How does that, how do, and God said, it's because the, they tolerate this. They tolerate this. You know, we hear that in the word that for, to that church that tolerated the spirit of Jezebel. You know, we hear this, we hear this in revelations. We hear this. So I really asked God to really show me more of a revelation of what he wanted me to teach on and how he wanted me to learn to be able to defeat this in my own life. 
you know, to defeat. When I say defeat, meaning every single person, if you're a prophetic person, I don't care who you are. If not even if you're prophetic, if you're someone that has a destiny from God, if you're someone that has a vision and God said, you, I have called you, you are going to interact with this one day or, or the next. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to, you're going to have to interact with this spirit, this false teaching spirit. This is going to come and rumble and try to fight you because it's trying to steal your destiny. You're going to have to, period. And so I asked the Lord to show me because I, you know, oftentimes it's easy to look at someone and say, okay, that's Jezebel. And we're, we don't want to touch, we don't want to touch them. We don't want to, you know, bring them into our church. We want to, uh, okay, I need to see who they are because they might be coming to stumble us up or I need to, uh, if they're speaking out on something, oh, that's Jezebel. We can't have that. And no, it's, it's not often, believe it or not. So many, um, you know, it's very, it's very deceptive. Jezebel is not going to show herself. She's not going to make herself seen. Believe it or not, Jezebel is very close if, if, if any church system, she's, she's really close or he's really close. I'm not going to say just she, cause it's, it moves, but to, it doesn't, it doesn't choose a sex or a vessel it wants to work through, but they're very close to the high chief in command. They're very close to the high chief in command. They're, they're, they're friends. They report to them. These are people that are very close. They're not very far away. That's important. When you hear, you know, usually it's the armor bearers, you know, you hear the people in the, um, in the workplace and you would never expect that that your 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 person right under you is, is stealing from you is stealing from the company and and they're stealing and you say well i trust you you can never you can never believe it was them you would never you would blame everyone else but the person that's right there because you have gained trust with them you have uh, confided in them you know when you see marriages that you you would never expect it to be your wife you would never expect it to be your husband you would expect it to be somebody else that was out and you would send a false report and say oh well they did it well they did it well it was and it wasn't them it's a person that's very close to you and and oftentimes you see this in betrayal we see this in relationships we see this in the workplace. We see it. We see it everywhere. And so you can relate this to every single part of your life and, and how um, you can be the Ahab in the situation. That's very important. That's very important. So believe it or not, even though the spirit might be a Jezebelic spirit, I'm talking about Ahab and Jezebel because you can, if you're tolerating this in your life, you are an Ahab. I don't care if you, if you say, well, this is not me. No, if you're a tolerating, if you're a man and you're tolerating, you're tolerating being disobedient in God, you're tolerating the rebellion, you're tolerating when the Lord told you to do something and you're trying to hide it, you're tolerating it. And this is, this is how it allows Jezebel this to get into this atmosphere, to begin to awake because you are tolerating it. Okay. So what I want to first, first point I want you guys to know is Ahab is not innocent. All right. Ahab was not innocent. That's what I want you guys to know. Ahab was not innocent. He wouldn't have been an Ahab if he was innocent. All right. He wouldn't have been an Ahab if he was innocent. All right. So Ahab, this is what I want to say for some of you guys. This is going to probably step on a lot of you guys toes. You might be upset. If you're uh, Ahab in a situation, you are not innocent. You're not. Meaning you have aware about of something that's going on. 
something about your character, something about what you're doing is also not right. So this is why you begin to tolerate Jezebel, whatever it is, if I'm talking about a job, you begin to tolerate it because you yourself are also moving in rebellion. You yourself are also moving in dishonesty. There is something about you that relates and, and kind of kind of confides or hides underneath this spirit that you might not see. There is something in you that might say, okay, you know what? I can let this slide and I can do this. There's something in you that is double-minded. Okay, write that down. There is something, if you are in a situation and you are in Ahab, there is something in you that is double-minded that is tolerating this specific thing in your life. I don't care if you're the church apostle, if you're the church uh, prophetic leader, whatever you are, okay? This is why when... I, why did you tolerate that spirit? Because you knew, you only tolerate what you know. You see it, you know what's going on, but you're tolerating and that's just as worse as being in it. So oftentimes we, you know, we're getting to situations where we're like, well, I wasn't there. Well, I didn't know what was going on. You can't, don't tell, don't come to me with it. But you knew when it, when the, when it came to you and you knew and you didn't do anything, this is when you are falling under this specific influence. Okay. Now, as I'm going to uh, continue, so he was not innocent. All right. He trusted firmly in his wife's belief. He trusted in her wicked ways. He trusted in what she could get for him. He knew that she was going to get the job done. He was just as much as he was, he was just as there as she was. That's important. They worked together. They worked together together to steal the vineyard. They worked together. They were masterminds. She just had a little bit more info. She was a woman. She could she could get those prophets and tell them, you go kill this person and they could listen. She knew she was in control of the false prophets. That's important. She was in control. She could tell them you need to jump and they would jump because they followed her. Have you ever met someone that has so much influence? And they can do destruction behind the scenes and cover it up like nothing has ever happened. They can go and, and steal. They can go and, and shut down your accounts and report you and you have no idea who did it. And they'll cover it up and they'll get back up smiling the next day as if nothing happened. This is this type of, this is this type of influence. This is this type of witchcraft. That's what it is. It's a witchcraft. And so Ahab was in this witchcraft, was, was going along with this witchcraft. He was go- He knew about it. Okay, that's what I want to say. He knew about it. So there's a lot of situations that we're in that the God is calling us to leave. He's calling us to call out. He's calling us to completely reject. And we're saying, you know what? I know about this, but I don't want to get involved. You know, you know how we, we hear that. I don't want to get, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to get involved. I, I don't want to, you're just as much as working with this, this, it, it, then not saying anything. You know, oh, you, you, you weren't, you don't need to, you don't need to speak out on this. You don't need to speak out on this system in the church. You just, you know, what are you hiding? That's very important. You're tolerating this witchcraft, this type of witchcraft. You're tolerating. And, I, you know, I, I remember, you know, I would listen to things and I, you know, I would hear people talk about all kinds of stuff. They would call out, cast out all kinds of stuff. But they would not talk about this. They would not talk about this system. They would not. They wouldn't talk about it. They would, you know, everybody else getting judged. If you do this, if you, you're not supposed to talk on it. But when it came to this, oh, you wouldn't hear nothing about this. 
you wouldn't hear anything about this because so that that is telling you and one thing i'm gonna do on this platform you guys i'm going to talk about stuff i don't care if it was a struggle in my past i'm gonna talk about it i'm gonna talk about it because i'm not gonna hide anything i'm not gonna hide a sin i'm I'm gonna talk about lust i'm going to talk about it all and as you get into this year's part you're gonna hear a lot of stuff because i'm not going to cover one thing and then not talk about one thing you know, I'm going to talk about fornication and how what how deadly fornication is. And we don't want to talk about we don't we don't like to talk about sex before marriage. We don't like to talk about how, you know, demonic spirits transfer and all. we don't. Oh, we don't want to get into that. But no, I'm going to get into that. It's not getting it's not me saying because I've been through it. I've, I've recognized it. I've been through it and I felt the backfire. A lot of things that I'm teaching about, I've either experienced it on one end or the other. And that's why I'm coming here to to teach somebody, because I can't talk about one thing and not talk about the other thing. Even if it's something that I personally experienced or had to come through myself, I have to be completely authentic, you know, and that's what I want to do on this podcast, because I feel like it's going to help somebody. I'm going to talk about my mouth. I'm going to talk about how I used to curse like a sailor, you know, uh, before really when I was in my big backslidden state of still believing in God, just, just in a rebellion. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about it all, you know, because oftentimes we want to make everything look all, uh, oh, everything is so good, good, good. Like no one struggles with anything, but it's okay. It's okay to talk about these things. And so, but I really want to, I really wanted to get really clear this up, clear this up because it's like, it's like I talked about to you guys. I talked about being uh, passive aggressive versus being aggressive. There's so many people that are very passive aggressive. They can commit a crime. You would never know. They can, they can, they, cause they'll go clean it up. You would, you would see them and they're, everything's happy. And you're, you're, you're looking like, oh, they're not going through anything in their, in their life. Oh, they're so happy. And then back then, and then you close the door and they're doing all this cursing and they're uh, going off and all this stuff and all this stuff. I would rather somebody see someone in their true authentic state. If they just had a bad day, they curse. Maybe they had, I would rather see that than somebody like just completely do something and act like that they didn't do it. You know, I I respect somebody making a mistake and apologizing for it versus somebody just, you know, every time you see them, they all happy and like as if nothing is, is that's, that's something that I'll, I'll watch out for, you know, and I'll tell you guys how I've experienced that in the past. But what Jezebel is, Jezebel was very, um, these two people, they were very passive aggressive, they were very passive aggressive. Jezebel was more aggressive. She came off as a more aggressive vessel, okay? Even though so so this could this is not just for a woman, you guys. This could be a man. You came off very, you know, aggressive. Um, so it almost looked as if Ahab was the one that that, you know, he was the more innocent one. No, no, Ahab was in it too. Okay. Ahab was in it too. And just because you see someone is maybe maybe they're aggressive. Maybe they're uh, when you see them, you, you might say, oh, you know, I know, I know they got to be abusive, you know, look how they talk, you know, I know that, but no, 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 it's not always that way. Sometimes it's the other, um, sometimes it's the other vessel. The other vessel might come off as, oh, you know, I had a good day today. Da, 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 da. And oh my God, I'm hurt today. Da, da, da. No, these are the ones that you need to watch out for. You know, I've met people and, you know, I've seen it in kids. 
I teaching kids. I've seen the the the, the passive aggressive one will go bite the other child. The other child is crying. We don't know who did it. All of a sudden, I look back and I knew exactly who did it because I saw the 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 um, body language. I knew exactly who did it. And I said, "Come here," you know. And I remember telling this little girl, "I said, come here." And and she, I said, "Did you bite them?" No, I didn't. I said, "Yes, you did." Look. She said, and her head, she put her head down. Well, you know, I did because da da da. But, but you went back playing like nothing happened, you know? And so we have to recognize that it's very important not to judge someone because you see them, they might be a little bit aggressive. They, their exterior might be a little bit aggressive. You know, they're, we, you, you really don't know the nature of their character just because you see, you're seeing their outer appearance. You really don't know. Jezebel is very wise not to have her not to make herself hidden and this is why we see people when you see them get into argument you think the one who got mad is the one who did it but no it's not the one who got mad or offended sometimes it's the one that didn't say anything at all you know so we really have to be careful uh uh, with looking at that okay so um this is how a lot of criminals get away you know because they they don't have any emotion some of them you know you would never think some of the most serial killers in the world or mass murderers you you they get a you would never think that they would do what they did because of how they their character you know you would think oh they, they would never do that they they didn't come and they didn't have that type of what it was them you have to watch out for that you know so the most important thing i want to get into and we talked about obedience okay jezebel and ahab mostly Jez, ahab and i'm really pointing out ahab now because ahab god ahab was a king all right ahab was a king he was a if, if you're a king and a land you know if i'm speaking to a church and apostles uh you know you're you're in this land you're coming you're in this land and you have a a duty okay you also have an obligation to be obedient to god because you're already coming in here you're coming in here with all of these imagine you're coming in here with these riches you're coming in with all this stuff and so Ahab's problem was Ahab was an envious king. He wanted everything and he when he wanted something, he felt that he could get it. Okay? This situation he could not get it. He could not get it. He said he got everything he wanted. Imagine you you spoil. Okay? I'm I'm speaking I'm speaking to a lot of these celebrities too. I'm speaking to because I know this platform gets to, to many people all over the world and I want to speak to I don't care who you are if you're a celebrity if you are a uh, blue checks whatever verified if you are just um, a, a 11 year old girl a boy if you're just somebody who is always getting what they want what they want you never nobody never told you no and if they told you no and if you couldn't get it you threw a fit I'm talking to you so this specific um, person wanted this. He wanted this. Uh, this vineyard. He wanted this. It, oh, it was beautiful. I want it. You know, if you seen one of my uh, favorite movies, um, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. If you haven't seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, go watch it. I always, you guys know, I like to reference movies because I feel like you know these uh, these writers and authors they don't just do this stuff for nothing. You know, God really uses these things and they really show lessons. So. In Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the girl turned into a blueberry. She was very spoiled. I'm talking about the, not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, go watch the first one. She could not handle the word no. Like, she didn't want to hear no. She did not want to hear no. And when Willy told her no, that she could not go into this specific place, he said, do not go alone. Guess what she did? She went anyway. And when she went, she turned into, when she went, 
she turned into um basically a blueberry because she went and ate it she went and did everything she went and ate it she went and she did not listen okay and he told her they had to roll her out of there because she did not she could not take no so have you ever been in a situation where you got yourself into some bad situations because you could not you cannot take no or or you put yourself in a situation where you had to go around and get it anyway or hurt somebody else shut somebody else down because you could not hear the word no you had to upstage someone else you had to go steal their work because you didn't you were so afraid for them to expand i'm talking to you because this this is not just this and 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 guess what you hear about these people they go they go do these murders and you don't know what happened you can't find them they clean up their hands they got you know they clean it all up you don't know what happened this is the same thing this is even worse it's the same thing they committed a murder because he could not get what he wanted. That man told him, no, I'm not selling this over. He said, he went to run wine to Jezebel. Well, he's not giving me what I want. I'm going to fix it. This is what we're talking about. These people work together. Oh, he's not going to give you what you want. Okay. I'm. How many of you are in that situation in your own life? It might not be you might not be working with anyone. It might this might be working through you and your character. When you feel like, okay, I have to have this. This is what I was talking about. I was talking about uh competitiveness. Some people are so competitive that they cannot take second. They have to be first. If someone is doing something and they feel that they are doing it or exceeding it, you'll see people they will try to rise up all of a sudden and try to go shoot a dart at the person that's rising up just so they can feel like they are coming up into this this you know try to take this because they are highly competitive competitiveness i want to tell you guys and it's very important it's okay to be some people are perfectionists okay i get it artists you're perfectionists but competitiveness and you got to work on that because sometimes you can be a perfectionist you can fall into competitiveness and competitiveness is not good when it comes to competition when it comes to real competition you start to be on the side with people that's really is is sportsmanship good sportsmanship and competitiveness is two different things you can be a competitive person you might be competitive i get it that is some people are competitive they're they're like you know what i'm competitive but it's a good competitiveness hey you know we're gonna we just ran a race so we just did this you know i beat you but hey we friends it's no that is healthy when it comes to sports but you but i'm talking about an unhealthy competitiveness where yours you gotta have everything perfect you need to everything gotta be this and this and this and you get into this mindset where you gotta win you don't see it but other people see it and what happens is that gets you in trouble that's just like ahab he wanted something that the person said no i'm not i'm not gonna imagine being in a business deal this person has a million dollar idea okay and you want this ideal for yourself so that you can grow your own self you're scared for this person to outgrow you so you go try to buy this person's million dollar idea this person says no i don't want to work with you i've had people do this to me i've had people get upset that i didn't want to give and they went and tried to go shut me down or do this stuff because i did not want to work with them i didn't want to grow their business i've i've been through that I've been through people wanting me to network with them, work with them, and I said no. And then they were mad and angry at me from that day forward because I did not want to expand or network or I didn't want to collab, I would say, with them. So they went and went behind the scenes and tried to do what they got to do to slow me down. This is a problem. 
that is a problem. That is that is a form of witchcraft. Competitiveness is this type of competitiveness. Ain't nothing good about this type of competitiveness. So many people do so much behind the scenes to get themselves to where you don't know what people do. You don't know how many people people rejected. You don't know how they talk about people. You don't know how people slander people and go report and send little reports to make themselves become higher. And then you see them celebrating and then you looking like you you don't even know what they did to get there. That's the problem. That's a highly competitive problem. And if, if anyone tells you this is okay, I mean, I, you can tell that they're the same way. You know, I spoke about it on, on uh, Facebook and I said, I said, uh, you can tell a lot by a parent. You can tell a lot by a person's parent. You, 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 these characteristics, if you have parents that were highly competitive and they could never be told no, or they were, uh, you know, perfectionists, or they were, um, just just um eat you know easily and you're like if they if you if they didn't get opportunities they got mad all of a sudden you can tell by the parents you can tell the kill pass on to the kids because what happens is they put they throw their kid in every program their kid has to be number one if their kid gets number two or three they're angry oh no uh jessica was supposed to get an a plus and you gave her a b well jessica's work probably was was exactly what she got a b but you're mad that jessica didn't get an a this is why all of these you see these parents these parents this is why their kids gets get spanked at home because they did not get an A plus. They come home and get spankings. That you're you're inbreeding this type of this type of thing into the into your kid. I can I see it all the time. <clears throat> That's why when I was in, you know, teaching uh dance and all this stuff you know for 8 years before I started uh teaching, you know, dance in my home and everything like that, um, you know, and at the studio, I saw these, these type of parents, you know, I saw these type of parents and I saw parents who would let their kids get away with anything. And then you would, you would, um, have the, the teacher conference and the parents would take the kids to the nail shop instead of like telling them, Hey, what it would, how did it go at school? They would take their kids to the nail shop and like, you can see the parent would argue with you. You can see what type of person the parent was. And then that same parent, the kids was just like that. You know, you see some kids, they're, they're not like their parents. Their parents might be all over the place and the kids are, are, are just very different because they say, you know, I'm not going to take on like that. But it's, it's very important what you what you instill in your kids like you're supposed to know you are supposed to encourage you're supposed to um make them you know teach them lessons but you also need to teach humility because what happens when that kid gets rejected in their real life what happens when a, a person says hey you know what you need to work on this i'm gonna choose such and such over such and such today i'm not gonna choose you what happens when they lose what happens when they get a no you don't want them to go out into the world and go try to force their ways into stuff. You're not going to be the best. You're not going to be the prettiest. I'm not, I'm just going to be straight up honest. You're not going to be the richest. Somebody, you're going to find somebody, each and every person, you're going to find somebody that might, you might feel that's just a little bit better than you are, but that's good. I'm going to tell you, that's good. It's always something that you need to work on. It's always something that you need to learn. And if you, this is a test, this is a test for anybody that's having this problem this issue if you can sit on the side of a person that you feel is good at something i'm talking about like spectacular and you can sit in the same room with them 
and you're not shaken up and you're not mad and you don't get, you might get a little bit, Oh, I'm not worried. I'm uncomfortable, but you can sit in there. That's going to show, that's going to show something about your character. You're not intimidated by their growth or their performance. You can sit in there with them and say, you know what? They are good. This is the best I've seen in a while. If you can do that and sit on the side of somebody like that and you don't, that, that shows that you are in a, in a place of greatness this show because you have to be able to sit in rooms with people you have to be able to sit i've sat in atmospheres with some of the best dancers i've said you have to be able to sit in that and you i've had to audition against some of the best dancers for some of the opportunities i got some of the auditions i got you know the audition i got on bt um when i went to audition i was the first person there those dancers are on i told you on tvs now most of them went to the rockets I've got um, invites to to dance for the Rockets. You know, years ago I said no. I had too much on my plate. But I've been in rooms with these people, and they were the best. I mean, these were the best dancers in Houston, around Houston. But I had to, I did my thing. You know, they we had people leave. They couldn't. They didn't finish the audition. They left. It was a lot. But it came down to it was so hard for them to choose. They chose, it was so hard, they chose everyone in that room. And the people that left, it was about 10 people that left, I believe. They just left. They probably had too much, it was too much pressure. And they, it was so hard for them to eliminate. They were supposed to eliminate us. They had celebrity artists coming in there. Uh, they kept changing the music, kept changing the, that it was so hard for them. That's where you need to be. You need to be to where you're at a point in your life where you can sit in a room with other people. And you, even if you're battling it out, even if you're auditioning, you're able to leave and say, you know what, you were, man, you was great. Every audition that I left, I would encourage my, the competitors, man, you would, I don't even know what that was, but that blew my mind. This is how you grow. But if you're going into something in a in a way of arrogancy, you know, you you can't lose, you feel like that's you're come you're intimidated. You're in, you can see when somebody is intimidated. You can see, you know, I I know how I feel to be intimidated. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to go up up against that, but I would go. I would push myself as scared as I thought I was, and you'll be surprised. You would be surprised. I wouldn't even think I would win something. I wouldn't even think they would look at me and they did. You know? So Going back into our topic, you if you're this type of person, you can't be told no. If you told no, you got to go behind. I know it's a lot of y'all on here. If you told no, you feel bad. You feel like you just, you 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 don't want to take that ill. Oh, no, you don't want to take that. It's okay to keep going for it. No, keep going for it. But I'm talking about when you get to the point where you got to go, you, you, you can't take the no. Oh, they not coming back? Oh, oh, they not, oh, oh, they not listening to me. I got to That's, that's a problem, y'all. That is what I'm talking about. So right then and there, when Jezebel, when, when Ahab got to that point, this is when he agreed with Jezebel. This is when he agreed with Jezebel in this moment, when he could not get what he wanted. He agreed. He agreed to Jezebel that's when he agreed and when he agreed with her this is when she said okay I'll help you what's going on what's wrong what's 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 wrong we're gonna go to that bible verse I'm gonna go to that bible verse we're gonna go to that bible verse of when they had that dialogue 
Let me see. It says, this is the Kings 1, 21 and 5. 1 Kings chapter 21 and 5. But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said unto him, Why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? And Jezebel, his wife, said unto him, don't, don't, you, don't you govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise, eat bread, and let thine heart be merry. I will give you the vineyard of Naboth. I will give you the, the kingdom of the Jezreelites. She said, I'm going to get it to you. I'm going to give it to you. You having a he over there crying and having a tiffy. Oh, I I I, I want the I want it so bad. Oh, you know how y'all kids be in the grocery store on the floor crying, and, and you know, see a lot of y'all appease the kid. That's the problem. When they when that kid throwing that tantrum on the floor, you you know you appease them. Oh, okay, I'm gonna give you them frosted flakes. All right, let's go get your and some of you parents get your tail up. You not you better not embarrass me in the store. Y'all know what that is. You know, I remember some of my students on the floor kicking. I'm a wait. That was me. I'm a wait. You ready? <laughs> Walk back over there. Are you ready to get up now? They still kicking. Okay, I'm gonna come back. You, you. This is how it starts. And he said, "I am Ahab. I get anything I want. Not that. You can't have that." So he went and he agreed with Jezebel. He agreed. We're going to get deeper into this. He agreed. Okay. Um, she going to, oh, she, she bad. She bad. He bad. I mean, his, his, he too. Ain't just she. He bad. He going to get what I want. He going to get me what I want. I want me that Louis Vuitton purse. I ain't got enough money. Oh, and then he going to steal it for you. Cause you don't got enough money. Y'all, y'all hear me. See, y'all don't want me to, y'all don't want me to say all that. Oh, I don't have money for that. So, so I'm gonna just go shoplift. I'm gonna go get it myself. Oh, he don't want to be with me. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and pretend I'm pregnant. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, sleep with somebody else and make him jealous because he don't want to be with me. Okay, he he gonna be with me now. I'm gonna make him be with me. Y'all, y'all know y'all don't want to hear that. Y'all don't want to hear this. Y'all don't want to hear that. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, mm-mm. He don't. He want to do that. He want to go with that girl. Okay, I got you. Let me go fix this. This is this is this attitude that Jezebel and Ahab had. Rebellion. So what happened was, we about to get into it. They allowed themselves into this situation of witchcraft because they did not be they were not obedient. They went ahead of God. They could not have this and they went to take it anyway. They envied and they stole and they murdered. How does that, don't that sound, don't that sound, um, don't that sound familiar? It started with envy. You want something so bad, you can't get it. Guess what you do? You steal it if you can't get it. If you can't steal it and you got to get rid of the person, you got to kill them. This is the same thing. This is what happened with David and, and, uh, the David and the other guy, Bathsheba. Bathsheba's husband, David wanted Bathsheba. He he had to cover it up. He was in in lust. Lust and envy and a lot of other stuff will have you doing stuff you don't want to do. He had to go hide murder because he had to go hide and get it. He couldn't get it while the man was still alive. So he had to get rid of the man to go get it. 
So now we're getting ready to get into uh, the judgment. We're getting ready to get into the judgment of Ahab and uh, Jezebel. Because Jezebel being judged too now. Jezebel been being judged. She didn't, but she, but see, Jezebel was a witch. When I say a witch, see, a lot of people think, oh, you know, you a witch, you de- you dabbling in, in this and this. No, a lot of y'all mindset, you a witch. You a warlock in your mindset. You feel, you don't, you don't got to say nothing. Y'all be sitting in the church. People, oh, we don't want to call people witches in the church. Then you call a person who left the church a witch because they trying to call y'all about something or they trying to help. But but you sitting in there doing all that stuff in your head and, and cursing people. We, we hear it in the prayers, you know. So now judgment is coming. All right. I'm about to break this down for y'all. Judgment is coming right now. Okay. Judgment is coming. They just committed a murder. All right. Something else, a point I want to put. Jezebel is close to rebellious. The rebellious. She's close if you're depressed, low self-esteem, anger, pride, hurt, rejection, arrogant, all of that. Anything that makes you feel less of yourself, she loves it. This spirit loves it or he loves it. This is when they come in. Notice when you low. You just got out of a bad breakup and you low. Guess that distraction coming in. Oh, you can do whatever you want. Let's go to the club and drink. God just told you no. God said, sit there, be single for five years, close your legs. I don't want you going to club after club. I don't want you being in no relationship. He said, he said, sit there. I don't want you getting with no other relationship with no woman. I want you to be single and focus on me. Here come that distraction. Oh, I don't think God said that. There we go. Here you go, Ahab. Now you agreeing with Jezebel. Oh, okay. Maybe God didn't say that. Now y'all doing it together and you in rebellion. When God told you to do what he got to do, now the prophet Elijah got to come. And see, when the prophet Elijah got to come, the prophet that's in the office, y'all get mad at that. We don't want to hear nobody else. But see, there is always a prophet that's going to be sent to a king when a king is in trouble. Apostles. Church planners pastors y'all want to say it don't matter the title if you're in a position any position I don't care who you are you don't even have to you could be the you could be a teacher in a church anybody you can be a you can be a, a school teacher you can be whoever you don't you don't even have to be in a leadership ministry when you are in a problem and you're searching for a way out and you're God and God loves you he gonna send a prophet he gonna send somebody to warn you hey you going the wrong route Hey, I don't think you should go that way. Hey, that's a dead end. Hey, and but see, you mad because you're in your rebellion with you, you and Jezebel. You in your rebellion with your distraction. He telling you, nah, come on, girl, let's move to uh, we're gonna move to Vegas. We're gonna do this, we're gonna do this for ourselves, blah, blah, blah. You don't see what's on the other side of Vegas. You saying, okay, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and with you. You don't see what's on you going with that dude. You don't see what's on the other side of Vegas. You don't see him throwing you in a room, locking you in, and now you got five, six men coming in and out taking your goodies. You don't see that because you in rebellion. But God said, God's sending people. Don't go their way. And then you you feel irritated because you're trying to go one way. You're trying to get you're going this way. You're going that way. Oh, I'm just going to see this. Don't nobody want me to don't nobody want me to live my best life. But in God trying to send you somebody to protect you and you mad at the prophet. 
you got to kill the prophet because you're tired of hearing the prophet. Y'all ever get to that point? Somebody telling y'all something, they're trying to warn y'all, and you irritated? you like, how you coming? You want to mess up my shine. I'm trying to grow. And here you come. Y'all, y'all, you, y'all ever felt like that? You got the nerve to come in my face out of nowhere? Well, how long you been at this church? You, been on, you only been at this church for two weeks and you trying to come tell me something? Y'all better stop that. Y'all better, y'all better stop that, cause I'm about to tell y'all how the prophet God, how the Elijah gonna come. The pro, the, the 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 that spirit of Elijah is not gonna come from that. That spirit of Elijah most likely it might be raised up within your church, but they gonna. I'm gonna tell y'all how they gonna come. That's why y'all don't recognize them. I'm gonna tell y'all the system. It's the system. It's a system in a systematic church. This prop, this type of prophet is sent when there's a problem. This type of prophet rises up when there's a problem. You might have never seen this prophet. You might know who they are. Most of the time, they're being, they're, you're intimidated. If you're in leadership, sometimes I'm just try, going to straight up be honest because you know that they have that 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 mantle on them, and you don't, you're 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 scared for that mantle to speak out, or you're scared for them to come to tell you because you you see something. Oftentimes, a person that is scared for them to speak up is because they're in uh, some type of disobedience. Okay, there's something like this, so they're scared, so they know most of the time they try to shelter you or make you become a part of this because they don't want you to really come out. So a prof, this type of prophet is not trying to fit in. This is what I'm speaking specifically for the church. Sometimes this type of this prophet, this type of person might come in the workplace. They don't have to call themselves a prophet. That's important. But this type of person is coming. They're not coming for they're not coming for peace. Okay, <laughs> they're coming because there's an issue. God has ro- risen them up for a time such as this, Esther. Risen them up to come and to bring change. They're not supposed to get comfortable. This is why when Esther was trying to get comfortable in this land, she started to be shaken up. She was like, "Oh no, I'm just a wife. Oh no!" And guess who kept coming to her? Guess who kept coming to her? He kept coming, not naming the uh, Mordecai kept coming to her. No, 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 you were, you are here for another reason. You cannot just be comfortable. Do you remember that you're a Jew? You remember that we about to all die if you don't do what you're supposed to do. Sometimes a person that is sent to a land for y'all forget, you forget, you can't forget why you're there. You can't forget while you're, why you are there. The king, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break this down. Where you see Je- Jezebelic and um, and Ahab, where you see this, you see it between the apostle or the prophets, okay? The king, the queen, you see it around this this hierarchy. This is where you see this this error. And if and it starts to filter down, but you see it in this in this higher the the owner, okay, the person that's right underneath the owner usually, or someone that's really close that might be stealing. Or that might be, um, you know, tr- planning to backstab. So it could be something like that, something like that. And you see this person that you ain't never seen this person. And I, y'all know what y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. You come in a job and you see this new person coming to work, but you, 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 you know this person coming to, you, you just something peculiar about them. Why they here? That's what. That's the first thing. Why they coming to our church? That's the first thing a lot of y'all people say. What? Where they come from? Let's look them up. Where they come from? Who are they? They're not coming to become a member. They're not coming to become of. Uh, they're they're visitors. They're gonna visit often, and when they pop up, you know something going down. You know something is wrong because you ain't never seen them. Where did they come from? And then many people, well, they're not ordained. Who they probably? Yeah, they are. You just don't know. 
you don't know when God told you don't know what God showed them about you they might they're trying to get to you to tell you something but see when you are moving through that Ahab and that Jezebel spear when you're working together you're going to reject that prophet you're going to reject that prophet that's important you don't know what this person is coming to you to say this person could be coming to you to warn you about something or, or to tell you something. They might see something that you don't see. You probably like, how do, how do they see this about me? Because God showed them. Most of the time when a prophet comes, they come from a land all the way far from somewhere else. And they're coming to your land and you're looking like, where, where are you coming from? The prophets that's in the land ain't even doing their job. The ones that's in the land trying to cover it up they're not doing their job so god has usually if they're in the land and they don't do their job god has to send someone far to come into the land to do the job because the prophet the person that god uh, lifts um moves in this specific time they he is it's for that specific time they might not know they could they might they might just be a pastor in the church they might just be someone to, to come sit down but all of a sudden they have this burden and they have this burden. They start seeing dreams all of a sudden. They start seeing stuff wrong all of a sudden. And they're trying to tell you. And, and you're not listening to nobody. You don't want to listen to nobody. So God has to do God has to do what he has to do. So I see it. when you're when a, uh, There's always going to be a prophet for a king. All right. I want you guys to know that. That prophet might be. Usually that pro you know, a lot of people like to everybody like to say armor bear. Now my armor bear, we got all these five, ten prophets in the church, but ain't nobody doing what they supposed to do. Ain't, ain't, ain't nobody, you know, you got all these all these people underneath you, all these pastors. Now we naming everybody pastors and prophets and ain't nobody damn they ain't doing what they want to do. So they're supposed to do then when a person come in that's really supposed to be getting to the apostle to tell the person or the chief, whoever, pastor, whoever in command, y'all, y'all don't want y'all they can't even get in the office. And then y'all guess what? Your whole kingdom being turned over because this prophet trying to come warn you about something and you rejecting them. So now, so now it's taking, you got to go through, you got to go through a whole maze just to get to the owner. You got to go through a whole maze just to get to the, to the apostle or to the pastor. Cause, and you got to sign five, five job applications and bring a green tea and a, and a, and a scone just to get to the person that you got to tell the word because everybody's scared. Nobody wanted, everybody want to hide stuff. This is, this is how, you know, there is a Jezebelic and, and Ahab. Uh, spirit around this is how you know and you're tolerating it this is how you know it wouldn't have to be that hard it would not have to it don't have to be that hard you know it don't have to be that hard so what happened is in this in the, what happened with Ahab and Jezebel the Lord sent Elijah the Lord sent Elijah we all know the story of Jezebel Ahab and Elijah is first Kings. We all know this story. You know, they went to war and all that. All the prophets died. Jezebel got a by a dog because she thought she was bad and she wasn't. So, you know, she ended up getting kicked out and out the window and all this. So we all know that, you know, because she, she, she thought she was, even though Elijah, she had, see, Elijah knew she had power. That's important. He had, he ran ahead. He knew she had power, but she knew he had power too. But he knew at that time it was time for him to go and wait. That's important. 
because she was an evil thing. But at the end, she got ate by some dogs. She got ate, ate by some dogs because at the end of the day, God is going to bring the judgment. It was God. It was God through Elijah. It wasn't Elijah. And a lot of people like to say Elisha. Yes, he has. He had power too. They both. But it was God through them. That's important. So anytime we feel like, you know, we got power to do this, do this, da, 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 it's God through us. It's God through us, you know? So let me get into this. So Jezebel, this is a problem with God had with Jezebel. Jezebel, I don't believe all, see, I'm going to tell y'all something. When I watch these superhero movies, I like the villains. I like watching the villains. The villains are something I love to watch the villains. You know why? Because the villains were not always that way. The villains had a choice to be villains. The villains were probably some of the most nicest people before they turned to villains. Something made them turn into a villain. Something made these villains turn into evil and mean the way they were. This is why I don't look at anyone as being a bad person. I feel like everybody has a reason why they do what they do. They have this hard exterior. They they might not trust people. They might, you know, even thieves and criminals. I have grace on these type of people, people in prison, people coming out of prison because I know where they probably were before would probably led them to do what they do. Now, Jezebel... A witch, you know, when I say a witch, which is a villain, who who had many times to repent. You know, God ain't God wasn't having grace on her no more for that. Because every time he gave her grace, she went and go did the same thing again. So you have to ask yourself, are you choosing to be a villain in your life right now when God has given you a choice? Are you just choosing to to stay mad and angry and give people havoc and take them through things because you're mad and angry? You have a choice. Are you just choosing to be a villain? A lot of us are just choosing. We're choosing to be villains. We villains in our heart. We say we love people and we one way, but in our heart, we, we want them to die. We want to get rid of them because we want, we, we tired of looking at them. We look at their photos on Facebook and Instagram. We rolling our eyes because we, we irritated every time they post. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Who is, what are you choosing in your own life? Are you choosing to compromise? Com- Jezebel compromised. Ahab tolerated Jezebel after she compromised. Jezebel, see, you might not read about the compromise that Jezebel did against God, but Jezebel was disobedient against God. You see, she brought in all those uh, cows. She brought in all those gods. She was already compromising. She chose to do this. Ahab tolerated her her compromising, which made him a part of her kingdom. Which kingdom are you choosing? Every king has a kingdom. If we're speaking of the apostolic ministry, I'm talking to you head leaders. This is important. We bringing in everybody and we we trusting everybody around us. You, yeah, you supposed to come in with trust. 
but don't but don't we gotta meet we gotta make sure we need to open our spiritual eyes see this is why this is why god puts a prophet he put someone in that midst this is why you have people you have look people people might see oh you know they might think oh she alone no i ain't alone i got accountability when i tell you phone calls in-person dreams and i expect people to do that for me because i i do it to other people because I can't see. See, this is important. I'm gonna tell y'all, I can't see behind my head. You can't see everything. I don't care. The the fivefold, the fivefold ministry is so important, especially if you're an apostolic uh, ministry, etc. The fivefold. If when you you're moving up, everybody, like I said, when I say everybody's on the same level, no, we have God gives us the same grace. It's the same. But when you when you are moving um, into that position you know like i said i told you guys when i was 19 i was an evangelist okay at 19 all right then i i moved up the fivefold i mean i still teach i still move up and up and down the fivefold ministry i still sometimes teaching i was pastoring i was doing all these things god has me in this level now god uses me as a prophet still now an apostolic prophetic um mantle is really what he uses me now lord sends me places god sends me to speak things it's the same thing but i still have to that's important because i have to know where god is using me on that spec where he is using me a king an apostle you are going to have, there's going to be a prophet in the midst. That prophet might be in behind some trees three blocks away. And they're going to come out. And they're going to come out when it's time for them to come out. They might be in a cave. They're going to come out when God is leading them to come out to that land. All of the kings in the Bible, notice all of the kings in the Bible, there was a prophet when they were tempted, when they had failed, when they had fallen short, there was a prophet to come to them. There was a prophet to come to them. Wherever he raised the prophet up, wherever God used the prophet to come, there was a prophet to come to them. Now people say, well, is the prophet is the prophet accountable? Yes, the prophet needs to be accountable. Just because you are uh, walking around as a prophet is a prophet, you still are going to be accountable. It's the same thing. The prophet, like I spoke before on the podcast, and I'll probably get into more of that teaching, goes through a specific training. Yes, God also God did God judged prophets in the Bible. Jonah was supposed to go to the land. You know what he did when he didn't go? He was stuck in a he was stuck in a well. Because he didn't go. The prophets do get judged. Prophets are stubborn. Some people, yeah, they still have personal lives. Just because they can see into your life doesn't mean that that they don't go through things in their own life. That just because they're delivering and casting demons out and all this stuff doesn't mean that they're struggling with something either. Because God is going to also send someone to them. And God is going to deal with them himself, just like God is going to deal with the apostle. So God does do this. He still does that. That's important. Now, what's happening in this specific situation is Jezebel has already compromised. She's already chose what side she wants to be on. Ahab is running from what he's supposed to do. He's running from 
what he's supposed to do. Most of the time when you see someone in rebellion, you're running from your call, you're backslidden, you're saying, you know what, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. I'm frustrated. I'm not going to do this. You are opening a door. You're seeing someone creeping in. Okay, you know, is everything okay? You know, you can see it. <clears throat> you see it in marriages. You see it in marriages. You know, you'll... you'll um, you 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 can see it. You you can see it between a man and a woman. Jezebel also she, she loves she that spirit loves to uh, deal with it, go into marriages. It love it loves to have y'all arguing. It loves to make you feel like that you don't need to submit to God after you get with this woman, or that you don't need to submit to God after you get with this man. It loves to say, oh, we didn't do nothing wrong. Oh, let's go ahead, cause, cause just because now, now I'm gonna tell y'all, just because you get married and and you're not sinning in, in fornication no more, don't mean you're doing not doing other stuff. These two were married, but look at all the sin they had. He was envious. They wanted to do whatever they wanted to do. They wanted to to do stuff and go cover it up. So please, just because we married, don't think that we're still not gonna struggle with this. Where are you tolerating Jezebel in your marriage? The, you, woman you can be Ahab man you can be Ahab where are you allowing Jezebel as you two Ahabs are tolerating in your marriage where are you being disobedient to God when he's telling you to be obedient the only way to really conquer the spirit is obedience the only way to conquer Jezebel and this over your life is obedience where are you at Ahab where God is calling you to be an Elijah where you at Ahab where God is calling you to submit why are you not submitting? Where are you allowing and tolerating sin and Jezebel and re- rebellion? Where are you tolerating rebellion? When God said, I want you to do this. Who's in your ear telling you, it's okay. All we got to do is this. And now you're following them and God told you, Ahab, to do this, but you're doing something else. Where is it at in your life? Wherever it's at in your life, you need to conquer it by being obedient. Don't get mad at, at, at Elijah for coming to try to warn you and help because that's what he's mostly doing or this person in this thing doing. He's not in your business. He's trying to help you find some business. Where are you in a situation where you have compromised? Where are you getting too comfortable? Okay, I made five million this year. I'm gonna go ahead and, you know, I, I'm gonna get this money another way. I know God. I know this ain't of God. I know I'm not supposed to be doing it, but I need to get. I need to invest some more because I need to make some more money. God told me not to do this, but you know what? It's okay. I'm a millionaire. I'm a billionaire. It's okay. I can go ahead and do this. I can go ahead and lean this way. I can go ahead and do this. Where are you planting a dirty seed? And expecting it to grow a harvest and still call it God. Where are you compromising? What are you hiding? Why are you so offended? Because you see someone with a mantle that you see that that God is calling them them to correct in a specific place. And you're angry and irritated because you see that they're coming to give you that warning that God told them to give you to protect yourself. Where are you compromising? 
you don't want to answer the phone for somebody because every time you get on the phone with them they're bringing up the same situation that god told you to let go where are you compromising because the moment you're compromising the moment you compromise with jezebel you've 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 chose her you're not choosing god anymore you chose her the only way to defeat this in your life is obedience and i'm gonna tell you when you be obedient that that spirit that person that the enemy was using as this influence in your life this jezebelic influence is going to be upset they're going to manifest themselves. They're going to be upset. You're going to start having some friction when God tells you to be obedient. You're going to have start having some friction in that. But this is the only way. You're, you're going to probably, some of you are going to lose some friends. Oh, I, don't, I, I, I can't go. I can't go there no more. What you mean you can't go? We already planned this and you talking about you can't go. You're going to lose some friends. Because God is calling you not to compromise. And you're going to have people in your saying, saying, oh, you know, just take a little bite. It's not going to hurt. And you're po- now you're now you full of poison because you took a little bite. When, when you when you you took that business deal, you went on and let Jezebel go get it for you. You let her go ahead of you and get it. And now you because see when I say that this is in relationships and this is in marriage, this is a mind. You have to choose what you want to do. This is a mindset. You can listen, you cause your cause your spouse can be right there talking. Your spouse could be saying, No, we we need to um we need to go, we need to go this way. No, no, no. God, you God could be telling you to go one way. No, it's gonna be okay. Let's just let's take and God told you to go only this route. He said, Go this route. Don't get out the corner and talk to nobody. Don't go out to eat. Go straight there. Don't take a restroom break. And here is the person, this is that voice. Oh no, I'm tired. I'm tired. God ain't gonna worry about that. I need you to go this way. And then when you get there, you realize why it was important for you to be obedient. Obedience is 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 better than a sacrifice. What happened with the king? What happened with Saul? Oh, we just gonna, uh, I'm gonna go to this land. God tell him to kill off every single thing. The reason why he said kill off every single thing, it was contaminated. He could not bring it to his new land. See, that's our problem. We wanna go to other places. We're gonna wanna go to people's house. We wanna go to these, uh, get all this fast money and all this stuff. And then we wanna, we wanna intertwine it with our business. And we wanna say, you know what, it's okay. It's, it's okay. You know, we can do that. We want to go, you know, use our, our, uh, a lot of y'all lose our drug dealing money and we want to put it into this stuff. It's okay. No, God said, don't do that. He said, don't do it that way. What happened with Saul? Prophet came to Saul. You ain't do what God said. Saul was mad at the prophet because the prophet saw, see a prophet, Y'all think y'all think people coming from near and far, y'all think that's easy. Nobody don't want to be in your business. If if many times the Lord told me to say something, I had to say some, I've had to say some hard stuff to people. I have had to go up to leaders and, and tell them stuff that I didn't want to say. But if I didn't tell them, you know, God would be dealing with me. I'm I'm having, you know, feeling like I'm having heat flashes. I'm I'm still in early 20s. To God telling me to say something, you know, telling people stuff, but I didn't want to tell them that stuff. Some things I had to pray about, but some things I need to I needed to say because ain't nobody was gonna say it. Y'all think it's easy for people to see. You think people want to see stuff? Don't nobody want to be in your business? People try. Look, I when people people come to tell me stuff, 
warnings about stuff. And this is me. Oh, oh, okay. You know, uh, thank you. Thank you for, t- I'm going to just pray about that. Thank Pray about it. You know, y'all rejecting the person that God is sending. And sometimes God is sending somebody. Sometimes he trying to warn you before you go and bump your head. Just because they're not in your circle don't mean that God is not bringing them up, bringing a message with them. Now, we know about the false prophet that tried to come with a false message. We know about that. Everybody not that. And so, I, I, you know, people love to use that, that, that prophet with the false message. Everybody ain't no false message. Some people come to y'all, y'all, y'all in, you tolerating Jezebel. That's what's going on. Yeah, you got to be careful. I've had people come to me with false messages, you know, so that's important too. You know, to, to recognize what people coming 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 with. But a lot of people y'all have close to y'all, that those are the people that's talking to that's those are the Jezebel spirits. You know? And I'm gonna talk about this and I'm gonna end. When you have usually, like I said, at the top, you see the king, at the bottom, there's an apostle. There is the the prophet is trying to get directly the prophet is trying to get to directly to the king. Okay, you have the prophet, you got the uh, king or queen, you know, for, you know, for our women. But the the prophet usually shows up when something is going wrong. Notice in the Bible, when, when was the prophet sent? The prophet was sent when something was going wrong or there was something that needed to be changed or anointing. That's when the prophet was sent. The prophet is usually trying to get, they go directly, they have direct access in the spirit to the king. I don't care what nobody say. This, these, these prophets that God sent are supposed, are sent to the king. They're sent to the apostle. They're sent to them. There's, they, they have to have direct access because God is trying to say something. But most of the time in a, in a, in an atmosphere of witchcraft, or Jezebel, or whatever this 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 king, when this king is beginning to tolerate this spirit, you see blockages in the way, so that the king, that the prophet cannot get to the king. So you see people like Jezebel coming in with all her, uh, uh, all these four hundred prophets, all these prophets, all in the way, all in the vineyard. They they set up. They like you're not going, you're not getting to the king, you're not getting to the king, you're not getting this message to him. But see, the prophet. Is is sent to tell them. So the king, look, the king ain't like what the the king ain't like what Elijah had to say. He told Jezebel. Jezebel say, "Oh, I'm gonna get you now. You're not gonna tell him nothing. We gonna get." So the king was was just as much as guilty as Jezebel. Je, this was already Jezebel nature to be this way. She had already chose this. She already chose this. This is why. This is why when I hear people. Oh, uh, it was because of the Jezebel spirit. No, it's because of you. You tolerating something in around you and your life, some relationship, some something in your life where you need to ask God, what is it? It's something else that you have allowed. And it could, and you, maybe you didn't know this person. Maybe you trusted this person. You was at a weak point. Most of the time when this spirit comes around, you're in a weak point. You might take somebody on as a mentor because you you feel like you can trust them. So you take them on and they, you know, they got you leading you some kind of way. Some some people, they don't really know what they're getting themselves into. That's why you need to discern. A false prophet 
is gonna say everything, do everything alike. They gonna sign. They gonna look. They gonna feel. They gonna you gonna hear the chief this, chief that, chief that. They probably got a whole theology degree, and they know that they know the field. They know the field really well. They know the business really well. The the person that is usually this working in this type of form is right underneath the head person. The head person most times can't see. They can't see that this person a snake. They can't see because they that, that person getting writing all their checks, sending all their messages, hugging all the people, making sure everything good for them, and they be the main one that is coming in with this dominant personality. When I say dominant personality, dominant spiritual personality, where it's, it's rebellion, it's arrogant. We're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, and you see it. And so what's happening is the person that God is sending in to give the warning or to give the correction or just to lead in the right direction of the king, whether the king accepts it or not, because every king is not going to reject the correction. King Ahab rejected the the, uh, correction. What he did, he sent Jezebel to talk. So here go Jezebel fighting back, clapping back. You know, you ain't got to listen to um, them. We going to get what you, we going to get, we going to get, um, we going to get everything together. I'm going to fix it for you. But he, they both wrong. So it's important in this situation, if you're in the Ahab situation, whether you're a male or a female, this is what I'm talking to, you need to tell that voice of Jezebel in your life, I'm not listening to you. I'm listening to God. God told me not, I can't have that vineyard. I can't have it. God told me not to go here. I'm not going here. I don't care if you don't like it. You're going to submit. You're going to listen to me because I'm king. God put me as king. He put me in this position. You have, this is where it comes. When yo, when yo, uh, when you got Jezebel starting to tell you what you supposed to do, that's the problem. Yes. The prophet, when you wouldn't, you wouldn't have another prophet telling you and correcting you if you were doing what you're supposed to do in the first place. Even though if you don't see the error, even if you don't see nothing wrong, some of us we've out we've out extended our time for a lot of stuff, and God is telling us, "I need you to move into another direction." And we're so comfortable, you know. Um, before I moved, I had there was someone. Uh, was uh, the Lord gave me a word, and I had no, I had already seen that I was supposed to be moving. I had already um, seen that God was going to be expanding me. I had already seen that uh, He was going to be move, putting me into something bigger. And I kept on seeing it. I kept on, and this, you know, this person came to me and said, uh, "The God says it's now. The time is now." I had been waiting for a confirmation. The time is now. Um, God is uh, moving you in another in a in another uh, direction. You know, God is putting, he's going to expand you. He's going to expand uh, your territory. It's time. He's giving you the right away. So God had already, God had already was telling me. And I knew at that time that he wanted me to move into another direction. And everybody was like, well, how can you be, how is it disobedient if you are, um, if you are still living somewhere it's, it's still somewhere to live, but no, if the Lord told you to move in another direction, you must, you might need to be moving into another direction because he wants you to be in another place for, for various reasons. He wants you to be, uh, somewhere for various reasons. Maybe you, maybe it's for protection. Maybe it's for something else. But if you stay where he, where you're already, 
um, it's supposed to be extended in the area, your time is up in that area, you're making room to being, you're not in the wheel anymore. That's important. So it doesn't just have to be with, it could be with decisions. It could be with being obedient, where he wants you, what he wants you to do. You might be over, um, you might be outgrowing an area in your life. You might be outgrowing a job. God might want you somewhere else. And you're, you're so comfortable and you're saying, you know what? I don't want to leave yet, but you're not leaving yet. It's putting you in a situation where you're not, you're not being obedient to, to be where you're supposed to go. So it can go any it can go any way, you guys. It can go any way, you know? And so that's what that's what I'm saying. It's little stuff like that. We don't understand what the Lord is doing. I don't believe God God doesn't want us to just stay stagnant, you know? He don't if he he might be calling you to some bigger bigger land, bigger ground. Um it was just like my um when I was in my first location, I remember, I oh my God, I thought I was going to stay there forever. <laughs> and um, this woman came and she said, you're going to, uh, she said, you know, I had saw a dream of me remodeling, expanding, and um, which is happening now, you know, but she said, um, you're going to be, you're going to move out this place and you're going to move into something big. And I would hear the parents talking like, oh my God, she doesn't know how, what, what this is going to be. This is going to be great. She doesn't even see it yet. You know, I was 21 at the time, but they was like, you know, she doesn't even uh, see what God is going to do with this place. And I didn't, you know, I didn't see that he was going to expand it. But when she told me that, you know, you're going to, you're going to end up moving out of this place. And I was like, I'm not moving out of this place, you know, but I did. I ended up, the Lord told me to leave. The Lord told me to leave. He told me not to renew. He told me to leave. And that was one of the hardest things I had to do at that time, you know, and I, I, I left and, you know, he had me working, doing a remote, still going to the schools. I ended up getting a job in a school and I had to really submit in that area of my life and I had to be obedient. So sometimes us being obedient might not be, we might not have did anything wrong. He could be leading us in another direction, you know? So recognizing this, this thing in your life is important, you know? Recognizing if you're tolerating this in your life, if you're tolerating rebellion, it's, it's really rebellion, you know, it's rebellion. And he wanted what he wanted. He was very envious. He wanted the whole world. He wanted to gain everything and it wasn't his and he could not have it. And he, he did all this, all this had to happen because he couldn't have it. What king are you? I'm not just talking to apostles, prophets, leader, whatever. What king are you of your own king or your own life? Are you in the kingdom? Are you a warrior and a, and a king in the kingdom? Or are you in a king in, in Jezebel's kingdom? What, who are you tolerating? What are you compromising in your own life? Who are you? Who are, and see, every, I want to give y'all, I'm going to tell y'all something. Every day you choose. Every single day, every single day, we choose whose kingdom are we serving. You're in a constant battle with your flesh and your spirit every single day. Your flesh might be telling you, I want you to do this today. You, you might have the opportunity to think the hard, most horrible thought over somebody. You might have the opportunity to curse somebody out. You might have the opportunity to do this or, or go do this or go, you know, mess with somebody. What, what? 
what are you choosing every single day? It's not that you might not choose, you might not choose the right thing every day. You know, this is why it's a constant repentance, a constant renewal of your mind. But what are you choosing? Ask yourself that. Am I going to be a villain today? What am I going to do today? It's not to beat you up and say, oh, every day I got to make the right choice. Oh, you, you're, right. you're not going to make the right choices every day. You're going to doubt some days. You're going to be depressed some days. You're going to get mad some days. You're going to have to go apologize some days because you messed something up. You're going to learn every day. But what are you choosing? What are you choosing? In the word in Revelations, back to the church who tolerated the spirit of Jezebel. He didn't say to the church who was Jezebel. He said to the church who tolerated the spirit of Jezebel. To the church, to the people. To the people. You know how many churches we got here? To the people, the church. Jesus is coming back for his bride, the church. He's coming back to the church. You are the church. You are the church. You who are tolerating, where are you tolerating Jezebel in your own life? Where are you tolerating her in your own life, in your own spirituality, in your own walk with God? You, he's talking to you. You. Me. I'm speaking to me too. Me, you, us, we. You know when I say we, y'all know if I say we, this mean all of us. If I say we, I'm mostly talking to all of us and I'm talking in general. Sometimes I'm talking in third person, one first person, second person, narrator. Y'all hear me talking in it all. It's probably the the uh, being a, you know, author. That's just the way I, I talk. So, yes, if I'm saying we, I mean us. But what is it in your life that you are putting first what idol what um sin what struggle because every day every day you got a choice every day even everybody has an individual walk you guys everybody has an individual struggle that's what you gotta gotta know i might be struggling with one thing my thoughts maybe i'm doubting something you know i might not be struggling with fornication anymore i might be doing this but there's always something to try to come in i don't have to let it in that's important it, it can't it can't possess me but it can come around me i'm talking to somebody it can't possess me might not be able to possess me when something possesses or it becomes a stronghold is because it becomes a huge habit. It has become a habitual habit in your life to where you allowed it to give so many, uh, so much access to you to where it overcomes you. This is when a possession, uh, but this is how a possession forms, or this is how a stronghold forms where you have to get deliverance in a certain area. Okay. P- uh, deliverance can be somebody putting witchcraft. You might have somebody putting witchcraft on you and, a lot of people say, well, how could they put, there's, there's people that don't like you. They could be at the workplace. They can put your name on an altar. They can be, um, give you something, food, whatever they tried to do to give. So it could have come in that way. So you might not have did anything wrong or opened the door, but it could come in another way. And, um, or you could, it comes through fornication, you know, sex before marriage, you're having sex with constantly doing this and doing that and god said no and you know you know that's the that's the word and um you know you're yoking yourself to this person this person could be in dark magic all of a sudden you're in dark magic you know all of a sudden you you got a soul tie because you're you're you know so that that witchcraft can come through that too 
you know so what are you compromising what are you allowing yourself to you what choice are you making and it's i'm telling you guys it's hard i know you know people say well life should be easy life every day you have choices you don't you might not hear me coming online you know complaining uh or you know saying things that I have to make choices with every day, but I have to make choices too. I have uh, constant choices. I have different things. I have um, opportunities presented to me and I get to say yes oh, oh no, you know, or I don't want that or, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. I, every day you might have those same choices. You know, every day the enemy wants to put you in another direction. Maybe he wants to make you feel like maybe somebody is a little bit better than, than you or maybe um, you need to be in this place. Maybe you need to be with this spouse. Maybe you need to leave your husband or wife and go with this other person because this other person is a bit better every day you have a, a choice and the enemy is always trying to plant something in your mind to make you compromise that's important he's always trying to plant something in your mind to make you compromise or to make you choose another route just so that you can compromise Jezebel's main mission if I hadn't said it already I'm gonna say it today the main mission for her is to steal the purpose of God in your life the main that's the main purpose of her is to steal God's purpose in your life is to make you choose her so that you can miss the purpose over your life and what you're called to do she hates God's purpose over your life she hates anyone who is moving and has a calling from God. She is after it, that spirit. It is trying to stop it. That's why she went toward Ahab. That was the purpose in that covenant, in that marriage. That was the purpose, to turn him and to compromise him and get him to be all disobedient to God. This is the whole, this is a big fight here. It's not a woman, a man. A person who you see with some bunch of makeup on and a scarf. It ain't a prostitute down the street. It's this. This is what it is. It's for you to compromise your own walk with God. To overthrow you. So if you're a prophet, a prophetic person, a person with a gift, this is what she seeks too. This is what, this is what the spirit seeks. To get you to compromise. To speak prophecies and lead people astray so that they don't walk in the fullness of God. It's okay. It's okay. You can do whatever you want. This is this is the purpose. You can do whatever. You can you can you can be a prophet and still do that. You can follow God and still do that. Oh no, you're an apostle. You're the chief pastor. You can do whatever you want. You can lie. You could cheat on your wife and still get away with that. It's okay. This is what Jezebel says. Oh, I can help you. You want me to get that for you? And God said no. But oh, but then but then you get a you get a five thousand check in the mail, so you think God said yes. But God still said no. So what do you choose? But Jezebel says, well, you wouldn't have got a 5,000 check in the mail if, if God said no. You wouldn't have got a $5,000 check in the mail if God didn't want you to do that. God has to want you to do that for him to provide that check. Go ahead and get it. And God said no. That's how Jezebel works. You're not doing nothing. You're in the will of God. We ain't. We going to be okay and, and you being judged. So you got to ask yourself, Any, I don't care who you are. Just like I spoke uh, the last time about the, the spirit of competitiveness. It's the same thing. You're not in a rush. 
you're going to be where you post where you're supposed to be you're going to be where you're supposed to be if that's where God wants you to be exactly where he wants you to be no one is going to steal your spot it's going to have a name on it for you and you're going to be where you're supposed to be so I'm going to pray us out and I want us to think about that where is the compromise in our life whatever it is it's not to make you feel bad It's to really highlight that compromise in your life. Where am I compromising to allow this to to be active? Rebellion in my life. Where is Jezebel giving me a hug and saying it's okay? Where is she giving me a hug and saying, you know what? You don't have to. You can go ahead and do that and get away with it. Let's kill them. Let's 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 go ahead and take all their little things that they have. We got a lot, but let's take theirs too. We can we gotta we gotta take over the world. We gotta take over the world. Whose voice is that? We gotta take over we gonna we gonna take over the world. We're gonna take over the world and do whatever we want. We 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 gonna take their little stuff that they got. Cause we cause we got a lot, but we, we gotta make sure they don't get it. So let's go let's go hide behind the scenes and go take it too. We gotta grow. Where is that voice coming from? If it's a person, if it's an influence, what did God told you to tell you to do, Ahab? Did God tell you to take on that task? Did God tell you to, to, to do that for that person? What did God tell you to do? All right, well, I'm going to pray us out. I'm going to pray us out. I want us to think about this this week. Sit down. God, where have I compromised? Where have I compromised against your will for my life? Where am I stuck where you're telling me to do one thing, but a thousand voices are telling me to do something else? Where are you telling me to give up? What are you telling me to let go that I have not let go? Where are you telling me to move forward where I have not moved forward? Where are you telling me to stretch my faith? Where are you telling me to depend on you that I am constantly remaining comfortable in a season? I want you guys to think about that. And if you have compromise in your life, and if you're getting ready to compromise, <laughs> if you're getting ready to say, you know what, I know I'm not supposed to be doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway, I want you to just take that time to say, you know what, Lord, you are more than anything, any desire that I have. God, you are more than any sin that I want to do. You are more than any desire. You are more than any lust of the life, of life. You are more than any mistake that I have ever made that's important God you have forgiven me for my sins and so I am no longer in bondage to my past therefore I don't know I don't I no longer have to answer to it God I'm choosing today to make a a new decision I am choosing today to move forward and not backwards I'm choosing today to not look at the past but look at the present regardless of who I was in the past regardless of the lifestyle I had in the past God I'm choosing to move forward I'm not going to stay in rebellion because everyone's telling me what to do I'm not going to stay in the rebellion because people are telling me what to do with my life and because people are judging me regarding my lifestyle. I'm not going to stay in rebellion because of that. God, I'm going to choose you. I'm not going to allow anyone to steal my relationship with you because of my rebellion. God, I just come to you today and I am praying for everyone that is over this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you bless them. I pray that you 
are with them in their journey with you. God, I pray if there's any section or situation in their life that they're compromising, God, I pray that you shine light on that situation. Give them a dream. Show them a word of knowledge or give them a prophetic warning of whatever it is so that they can see the way you see it. God, bring our hearts back to you. Bring our hearts back to you. I pray that you bring down every idol, every idol that is in our life, every idol that is is rising up and erecting itself in our lives. God, I pray that you bring that down in each and every one of our lives. Let us choose you and only you. Let us put you first before anyone else. First, let us seek first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And you will add all things to us, God. God, let us have a zeal to run toward you versus other things. Let us have that zeal to run so much toward you that we are in your midst. We are in you so much that the things around us, the temptations around us are boring to us and we don't desire to be one with those. God, I thank you for this revelation today. I thank you for this word today. I thank you for even pouring into my own life from this podcast today. And Lord, I pray that you continue to grow us and show us the way. Lord, we know that there is no condemnation in Christ. We know that when we come to you with our issues and problems and we ask for forgiveness, that we are forgiven. So I come against condemnation over anyone that is over this podcast that is feeling condemned now. And that's almost like shaking. I see you shaking. You're feeling condemned and you're shaking because you're scared and you don't know. No, I come against that in the name of Jesus. Bringing up a sin or bringing up a past and being corrected should should not be scary. When we have a spirit of perfectionism and a spirit of uh, fear and and we have a pride in us it's very hard for us to be corrected so I pray that God delivers you from pride so you don't feel embarrassed when there's something in your life that is brought up that you are ashamed of but you feel redemption because the Lord cares about about it so much that he's willing to bring it up to you Lord, I thank you so much for this podcast. And I thank you for transforming lives through this podcast. God, I pray that this word gets around in the earth. That it is taught. That it is revealed throughout the earth to the ones who need it. So that they can teach and they can preach it to others. Just the importance of compromising and what happens when we compromise your will for our lives. Then let, let us choose your will over our will and see how beautiful it is to choose your will versus ours. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys. You guys... If you want to leave me a voicemail, you can leave me a voicemail regarding my podcast. 
I do have some updates for you guys. My book, The Book, The Covenant, is now released on Kindle in five languages. The print, my print uh, copies are in, were, was sent out to many who pre-ordered. Uh, they are in, and so we're doing more distribution. They had to go through another copyright sweep. So everything is great. They are beautiful. I'm so pleased with the printouts and the copies and I'm very grateful for that. So the Kindle version is uh, free to read. Um, it's free for 12 months to read and it's only 99 cents. So the book will be print is printed in hardback. Okay, so you'll be able to get access to that through my website. I'll be getting that link to everyone soon. Thank you guys for your prayers. Uh, so excited. Thank you guys for subscribing and everything like that. And if you guys didn't know, Love the Spirit You're In has been completely renovated. And it is available now on Kindle for pre-order. You guys can pre-order right now on Kindle. Um, it's Love the Spirit You're In by Deborah Marie Rodriguez. So you might need to put in my full name because there's another author. There's, another author, uh, there's many authors, but there's another author. Um with my same name so we had to kind of it was a lot of confusion but um go ahead and pre-order today that book will be releasing on may 29th so i'm so excited to bring this book back with you guys complete new book and this is going to be a journey that you definitely want to go on with me so make sure you pre-order that um and i will be coming back to you guys with so many other updates what's going on and again, pray for me. I'm definitely praying for you guys, but pray for me for sure. Because I, most people, they don't like to ask for prayer, but I definitely don't have a problem asking for prayer. So pray for me, you guys. I thank you for everyone who is praying, everyone in leadership who has been praying for me. I definitely see that and feel that the Lord shows me. <laughs> so thank you for praying for me and rooting for me. And uh, I'm definitely rooting for all of you guys in ministry and uh, praying for your churches and your congregation. And I love you guys so much. So I will let you go. I pray that you guys have a great week, that this week is going to be beautiful for you and whatever you are praying for, that the Lord gives it onto you according to his will. All right, well, I love you guys. I will talk to you again on our next podcast and I'm going to have some live teachings going up so much things going up for the podcast and I will talk to you guys then. Alrighty. Bye-bye.